0: It is the morning of the twenty second of July, twenty nineteen. Good morning, and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. I am Point Blank Evumbi, fresh from a weekend of utter laziness. I told myself I was going to give myself a break after an event I was doing on Friday night, and the, f- the event was actually a success. I was very happy to see so many people who are fans of old school Swahili hip hop be present to actually support Kalamoto on his album launch, and. I took the time to actually purchase it, I just have to make to one or two more payments to make sure that everything is good on that side but seeing a guy born from the generation I'm born from of Ken and Rap get on stage and just totally embrace the moments and totally just be one with everything he was experiencing in the crowd and everything he was experiencing within himself. It's not every day a guy comes from a different region and comes forward and represents the county he's born from and totally represents nationally it didn't even take time to worry about everything else but he just he was an utter representation of true skill Kicked to freestyle the old-fashioned way where he picks up stuff from the crowd and raps about that stuff he did like eight bars bar for bar just knocking it out of the park, making a narrative to every product he was picking up. And his train of thought is really, really good to witness. And even Tanzania respects him for actually making that possible. And I think the generations he's actually influenced thereafter is very, very important to us. And we're having a very interesting relationship with Tanzania at the moment because bar for bar we're taking each other to town, taking each other to task, to sharpen each other's skills as far as Swahili rap is concerned. And since the big side of the East African community is also Swahili rap, these guys are literally playing the role that is important to pass the baton to the next generation to make sure guys can actually hit the rap bars properly because granted the biggest commercial sense of rap right now is towards the american south's technique of trap rap and that kind of rapping but to see the conscious MC still be present in 2019 is a big morale booster prior to even me recording this episode right now i just followed one of my favorite rappers online and it, it's it's not every day you wake up and you come across uh, people like Sadat X and Grand Pooba. and I know these names make no sense to some of you but if you really know me you know I live for these kind of words and these kind of names so if you get the chance go hit that YouTube button just type the words Grand Pooba. It's grand, just the word grand, and P-U-B-A, and then just listen to the music that he has. There's one song called Special from the album 2000. Listen to that track. It's just the best way to open an album in any way, shape, or form. Love and Hate is a track he did with the brand Nubians, the clique he was born from, and I'm born from guys from the early 90s who truly represented, and great things come to those who appreciate them. So big up to Kalamoto for making Casey the new album. Album being put out to the world, and I I really do re- request you that you should go visit their, his Facebook and and his Instagram and hit the link, purchase the album, consume Kenyan material. Do not think that it's it's a matter of life or death, but it's a matter of proper thriving or seeing a person become a grown man in true rap. Just check that out. My weekend was spent with my best friend at his place, and we we did a lot of television watching movie watching conversation having as far as the different bits and pieces that we actually enjoy as far as uh, growth in information graphics and animation growth in architecture because he's a big fan of architecture and as a guy who designed the house i'm about to build he he's a big inspiration to me because i learn a lot from these kind of guys and other than that it was a break from my my workspace when i'm sitting in this house and i'm making my work come to life my drawings my my podcasts and all these things when i'm doing all this stuff i tend to sometimes feel the need to escape it so i can miss it enough to run back to it and that was yesterday and yesterday evening was well spent with great conversations get chats and being able to make great illustrations come to life today in the morning was perfect. Like, for example, the image I've, I've made for to, for this particular podcast you're listening to is an image in a technique that I have not mastered, so I figured bootcamp would be the perfect way to test every level. From the moment I began this podcast, I was trying to find ways which were quick and easy to actually illustrate and get out of the way so I could be able to not be late for work when I'm going to work in the morning. And as a result, I figured the best way to go is try find the techniques that you are most uncomfortable with and try to normalize those particular techniques. Learning how to play around with color, learning how to play around with paint, learning how to not have to use outlines or rough sketches to make the ske- the, the paintings come to life. All these things, I'm, I'm really pushing myself to try to get those things back. And yes, I'm taking more measured breaks to make sure that I do not mess things up and by doing so it actually betters the quality of that which I intend to create because I would like great to be my version of basic and great to be the eyes on the people who behold the work so as I learn myself and as I learn what is going to be uh, attractive to the world out there let it be known that I'm constantly in motion of perpetual learning. I've I stated a couple of podcasts back that I was in a binge for 1970s movies. And I, as, as that binge continues, it actually informed this particular episode you're, speak, you're listening to right now. And the binge was about 1970s movies based on crime, because crime thrillers have always been the first things I look at. And there's a piece of history I, I came across when I was watching the movie. The, the lunch hour movie I was watching in the office was a movie called uh, The French Connection. And it's about... Uh, the movement of drugs from france to the united states and the way they did it it's it was considered one of the most violent movies of its time and one of the most explicit movies of its time but i can tell you this compared to something like john wick right now it is literally a soap opera it is basic not excessive bloodshed and not excessive cracking of bones and not excessive gunfire It is amazing. You never even saw the person actually have the splatter of blood hit you unless it was on one or two, three shots. You'd really enjoy that movie. I'd, I'd really request it. I mean, the most lewd things that were happening was probably the occasional appearance of a naked woman, or if not a naked woman, the appearance of, say, or the listening of curse words that were used as racial slurs towards the different communities inside the different boroughs of New York. And when i was watching that movie i started asking myself this question over the weekend and i'm glad i didn't do the podcast over the weekend because i was a bit up and down on different buzzes and hangovers here and there but from what i wanted to ask myself was and it's actually what led to this particular podcast more information to a person like me as far as entertainment indicating in forms of business has been born from crime thrillers and stories about people like Pablo Escobar and stuff like that. So a crime thriller would explain more business orientation than clean business because even the closest thing to clean business that I ever saw was Wall Street and Wall Street was also cutthroat in the way that somebody had to suffer for another person to be successful. And it's very rarely I see a person or I see a portrayal of a character in business who is the clean character. He did things legally and by doing things legally he attained this. The legal part always comes in as the end result after the crescendo of things going completely sideways and things going completely wrong and when I see that I get concerned because why why would it be a case of the good always have to to finish last or to end up in such circumstances I mean I've never I don't think I can come at the top of my head to a movie where a person started off good and by the time the movie ended the person remained good in business I mean the closest thing to a business movie like that I've never seen because what I've just described of a person beginning the story as good going through turmoil and then still coming back as good is probably The Hobbit and even them they were flawed because by the time they came back they were tainted they were not the same person they were when when they left the first place and these are things I actually take into consideration because business movies and things about careers they're not enough things that we can watch that actually have perfect portrayal of how this particular person would be put out and I know it sounds like I'm trying to mock the different achievements that have been gained as far as narrative and storytelling is concerned, but in, I'm not trying to put it that way because I feel there's ways you could tell great stories without having to have it be about bloodshed and heartbreak. I mean, let, let's go do down a different rabbit hole for a second because the clean character is barely in existence at all. When I think about some of the movies that are made by people who are deep in the faith, even how they tell that story feels it's drawn sideways because the faith ends up being not enough of a tool to make a great story but it's used as a form of rebuking because you can't tell me in every film that they're going to create based upon a church and a church setting that it's always going to be about infidelity there must be more to things than that and even when you look at different tv shows right now especially reality tv infidelities is clickbait it's the it's the trolling technique it's how to make people keep on clicking on certain shows and certain celebrities to keep talking about their lives and even the different uh online channels that speak specifically on shade and and the careless uh, lifestyles that people lead because hey as much as we'd like to be perfect it's impossible and here i am making a podcast trying to speak on how we could have some degree of respect towards perfection but as A person who knows there's no template of how to be an adult. We're just kids who got older. Maybe there's a way to come up with images and imagery and storytelling that is of a framework of a character who is not too aggressively leaning towards being evil. I don't know if that makes any sense because I'll give another example. When we created the comic book Adventures of Enraf the Super DJ, the whole idea behind it was this. We were hoping to put out a character who even regardless of the different ways that we may be wrong in how we conduct ourselves, be it in our conversations in public or online, we could have somebody who kids would look up to and see as a moral compass or as a moral high ground, in that he cares for his friends, he cares for his family, he cares for his team and he cares for what he stands for and what he does. And we try create those elements within the stories. To come up with the perfect villain to actually rival something like that is not the easiest process, believe me, I know. And then again we're living in a time where right now even the most goody two-shoes cutthroat character has been destroyed in that my favorite comic book character was always Superman and Superman had a code he'd never go past so did Batman and that was something I really enjoyed because it just meant like as cheesy as it is it's good to know that something that cheesy could still entertain me and kind of affect how I do things in my world but now the villainous levels that have escalated and then even the bad guy in business is the biggest guy. I mean, i have always the person who's hoping that they could come up with heroes worthy of our conversation and making them cool. And the, being the clean character is kind of hard. And here's where I'm going to dive into something that I'm probably speaking out my ass and I'm wrong to even make these kind of assumptions or these kind of claims or these kind of suggestions. But the more... The liberal world tries to vilify the hard right individuals in global politics as we speak. And I'm not just talking about America, I'm talking about Europe as well. The more you try to vilify this character by trying to make him be subject to only these one or two things that we know for a fact they did wrong, the more you make them look more of a victim because he's being bullied or she's being bullied. And then you make their the bases that would actually have never supported them support them even more it's hard for me to watch certain shows which are supposed to be critique on political satire and things like that because the way the story is being told is actually working more counter to the end game they were hoping for granted it's giving them more ratings but to my understanding it's not often that the people who have liberal stances actually wake up and go do what needs to be done as far as say the ballot or um, watch the show or things like that and again I'm clearly shooting this stuff out my ass I don't know what I'm saying as far as maybe the greater story that should come because I'm also the first to accept when I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm supposed to learn but as I learn as I go I'll just make certain assumptions that will help me navigate the world thereafter. So my hope is to make stories in the future of characters who are no, conscious of their flaws but are going to fight as, as hard as they can to not have those flaws be that which destroys what they're trying to do in future. Because it's a narrative that needs to exist, a narrative that needs to be pushed. We cannot live in a world where the bad guy is more relatable than a potential if non existing good guy is and the people who are supposed to be good guys lately have not been doing things like good guys they've been doing things in ways that they shouldn't even do it and the best way to look at that stuff is think about people in, in leadership both in business and in, in politics who made certain compromises to be able to attain certain offices but because they did those compromises their legacies are tainted forever think on that and my hope is for those storytellers who are listening to me right now, maybe try tell good stories. Like, for example, when I say good, I don't mean like, the, like that the storytelling and writing is terrible, but I mean good in the fact of the model of the character, not in the fact of the quality quality i know you guys can write amazing stories i've watched a few and i've listened to a few i I even came across i I, I didn't come across it i was sent videos by a person who i used to work with back in 09 i think 2010 09 when i was i was venturing into my radio career and he's doing documentary series on the different places he grew up and the different clips i've seen of his material I've, i've taken a deep dive on one clip so far and the clip i've watched this guy knows his neighborhood and the fact that he knows his neighborhood, I'd love to see such stories come to life. I even sent him a couple of messages of things I was hoping he would actually do with his product. Not that I'm, I'm a uh, high ground or the perfect person to give direction but suggestions would not would never hurt anyone especially if you love what they're creating and what they're curating. So Hopefully, if he gives me the the green light, I will share the the links of the work he's created via Twitter, via Facebook, and so that you guys could actually see what people are doing in the basis of the, of the backgrounds that they grew up in. I mean, there's countless movies that a person like Ben Affleck has done based in Boston alone. It would be interesting to see people tell stories about the different places they grew up. Heck, I have ideas of movies I'd like to make about Dagoretti and how I grew up in Dagoretti. So, these are all elements that should be considered, because great tales can be found in the places where we least expect it, and I think some of the best ideas are born of them, just they're right under our nose. One of the links I looked at online today was a link about the movies that were low-budget films, and they actually made millions in the box office in the United States. Take, for example, my perfect but the, my perfect choice whenever I come up with these particular uh bits of information is and I think I've said it before on this podcast the Blair Witch project they spent almost sixty thousand dollars to make a film that made them almost 190 plus million and the movie um paranormal activity they spent fifteen thousand dollars and fifteen thousand dollars made them over 300 I think I mean my numbers could be off but I know it's over a hundred million was made from that. This morning, another piece of information came out. The, the movie Avengers Endgame has surpassed box office returns of the movie Avatar. And Avatar is about to release itself again. And it's 10 years of more technology has been added to that which was created before. So, I know good stories and good successful stories exist. But I would hope for more content that would come out where the moral high ground or the moral compass of the character who is the lead is from a good place. A fair place, and sometimes I fear that the narrative of how the 50s used to be like if you had liberal thoughts, you were quickly branded something, and they could think they brand you is socialist or communist, and as a result of that, capitalism ended up, for lack of a better word, trumping everything else. So, if we can't come up with material that actually works better or give the option of bettering a person in a world that is crazed and drug-driven and uh, substance abuse is, is not even the biggest flaw we have. The substance we're abusing right now is the actual internet. That which was supposed to be a way of communicating around the world has been weaponized to actually destroy the people who actually consume it. Take, for example, a document, a documentary documentary uh, Trailer I saw that I think I don't I think it's coming later this week since the twenty second today I think it's coming out in two days and it explains how the information world took over and even beat the oil market in the United States and if information is that much power and if if it's true what I'm hearing about and I had it read from my best friends over the weekend that f- uh, the Face app and how by making. Uh, an application to join the face app you literally give access to the company that made the app to all your information all your data all your your historical information that is in the clouds out there as far as google clouds apple whatever any 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 app that you've had your information stored in they have access to it by default when you use the app to make the face post now, since you've granted them that information, they have the willingness to actually sell it to whoever company is going to actually buy it from them. So, who's what's to stop the next Cambridge Analytica from coming up in the world? And as, as much as this podcast is turning into a little bit of doom and gloom, that's not the case I'm trying to actually put forward. All I'm saying is, There must be a way to make material that will lead to a moral high ground existing. And by that moral high ground existing, we have a whole generation of people who come after the fact, who will be good people with good minds to take care of everyone around them. That's the whole idea. The best way to make a moral compass is to make a contribution to potentially remembering the value that we should have towards each other as humanity. That's my take, if not for the animal world alone, but for that as well putting that aside, I'm grateful I got to make this recording for you guys today. I'm grateful I'm actually in a, in a well-rested place and I'm grateful that even the work I'm preparing to go do in the office, there's a playlist I was granted that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. Today is going to be a bit of mad Madlib, the Niles' new album. I'm, I'm going to jump into a lot of that. And yes, I come from a world of music, but I don't want to touch on music so much on this podcast. I'm going to hint at some of what my pilot is enjoying musically but other than that we're going to continue with the artsy and my all over the place thinkings as far as writing and and recordings and audible material so with that being said say it loud and proud be Caesar or be nothing at all take very good care of yourselves and until we speak next time peace out Uno